Hi, everybody, and welcome to Words, Images, and Worlds. Very, uh, you, you're in such a comfortable-looking spot, so I'm going to say a comfortable episode with yeah. comics creator Kim DeMolder. Um, and I'm DeHart, or DeHart. Uh, my family says DeHart, but it's probably technically DeHart, so I don't know if we have a, a common Netherlands ancestry is there the, or what uh, happens. The H, is, the H is capitalized in your name? Mm-hmm, it is my my uh the demolder is flemish ah okay um, Mulder is actually the flemish equivalent of miller ah he just means of the mill or something like that you know nice nice well we were talking about fox Mulder just a minute ago yeah. so well, that's the, where that came from churning the mysteries and, uh, flemish if i re if i remember right is um kind of an amalgamation of dutch and french so there's a little little connection there yeah sounds like it sounds like it I, I think it's technically supposed to be de Hart, but my family has uh been in appalachia for a while so they tend to say d Hart. and and the only people that it really seems to matter too much to are my students i teach high school and uh, oh, yeah. i have taught middle school and college in the past so uh they get defensive about it but i don't really even notice um either way well the only thing that sometimes i sometimes get defensive about is when I'm introduced to new people and they look at me and they they don't even bother with a last name they look at me and think geez I thought Kim was a girl oh yeah true 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 yeah yes to be a guy's name until um Kim Novak came along in the 50s and ruined it for all us guys named Kim <laughs> yeah yeah um well as Shakespeare once said what's in a name yeah exactly yeah well now that we we've covered the etymology portion of the right. episode they they don't <laughs> all start with etymology um i'll mention a couple of titles and we can talk about um your path to comics the collaborations that have stood out to you and, and things that are um currently in progress and that you the, that you want to talk about we'll talk about anything you want to talk about um yeah. So I know you've crafted in the world of, of course, the big two, DC and Marvel. Uh, folks out there might know you for your work on New Mutants, for example, um, being one of those that stands out from the Marvelverse. And then also um, you have Swamp Thing. You, ha you have a variety of titles. The book that Swamp I... Thing is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I love Swamp Thing. I, I inked Swamp Thing for approximately five years i think in fact somebody told me recently that um over the entire course of the swamp things that dc has produced that i've worked on more titles than anybody else wow hey <laughs> nice nice love it yeah I, I love the the mixture of like science fiction horror i mean it's still kind of a superhero book but you've got a you got a lot of things working in swamp thing that just well, make it, was, it really it unique was, uh, i love doing illustrative kinds of work mm -hmm. uh, some of my favorite artists are the 19th century illustrators mm -hmm. like franklin booth and and uh Howard Pyle and a lot of those. Franklin Booth, by the way, the guy that inspired Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, but I love to do that kind of illustrative work and Swamp Thing was probably the best title I had to allow me to do that kind of work. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to do rule too many cars and buildings. <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't get me wrong, that's fun to do too, but it gets a little tedious after a while. 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sometimes I'll look at panels and books and I just, I admire the patience of creators. Uh, I mean, you've got the whole Spider-Man webbing effect, but then you've got those backgrounds yeah. and, and all of those things. Architectural stuff is fun to do, yes. but only for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you remember a Elseworlds book? Catwoman, Guardian of Gotham. Do you remember oh, that one? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was, if I remember right, the one if it's one I'm thinking of, that was uh, a Jim Ballant penciled one. Yes. Uh huh. Yep. And um, I found that book particularly enjoyable to do because Jim Ballant was a friend of mine. Um, he was a former Kubert student. I'm, I was a Kubert student. I've been teaching there now for. A little over 30 years oh wow uh, wow yeah but jim actually used to do backgrounds for me back in the mid 80s or somewhere along that line so it was fun to be able to work with him on a, a full issue of something like that yeah yeah i i was a big elseworlds person um growing up i love the the revisions of characters so that's one of the those, one of those my favorites things, i agree they're they're pure fun Yes. Yeah. And to play with the elements that you sort of keep the same and take a different spin on. That's that's a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you've been a teacher for 30 years. Jeez. I'm a um, little I started over teaching halfway at the there. School in, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you getting yeah. there? Yeah. Um, I started teaching in 89. I graduated the school in 79 as a student. So I started teaching uh, the school, by the way, and what I'm saying is the, the Joe Kubert school mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Dover, New Jersey. Free plug, Joe. Yeah. Um, check out the link. Check out we'll, the, we'll link. the link. <laughs> Free plug for, I should say, for um, Anthony Marquez, who is now the um, owner of the place. Joe, uh, obviously having passed away a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But I graduated there in 79 started teaching there in 89 and i've been teaching pretty much ever since yeah i consider yeah. myself kind of semi-retired at this point the regular job i actually still have is just teaching there I teach a couple days a week nice. and i like it teach, i don't know if you i hope you found the same experience I do, yeah it's is very gratifying or it can be very gratifying Yes, yeah. and gratifying. <laughs> it's it's a rare combination of, of those things. Yeah, yeah. I was going I was going to ask if you found it rewarding, and you must, um, having taught for a while now. That's I'm uh, still at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I will continue there until I'm no longer capable. Um, I think one of the the best things about it that I like is you know. Um, it's good for me as an artist because the students that are at that school, they're pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. I, I've learned a lot from them. And seeing as how, you know, they're all the generation that grew up with computer technology, they actually helped me out, you know, an old dog like me, <laughs> keeping up with all the latest stuff. And yeah. as a side effect of all that, of course, I've made a lot of really wonderful acquaintances over the years. Mm -hmm. And I, I value that as much as anything, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the continuing community. That's a, yeah, that's a really exactly. nice part if you have that. Um, any current creators, upcoming creators who have caught your attention, students, former students, or just folks out there that sort of bubble to the surface as being uh, particularly interesting people creating right now? 
Uh, oh, gee, there's so many students in the, uh, I should say, ex-students, uh, alumni. Um, we call them ex-QBs. When you're at the school, you're a QB. And once you've left the school, you're an ex-QB. X-Q-B. Nice. <laughs> and there, uh, I, I would hazard a guess there are probably hundreds of QBs working in the, in the business somewhere along the line. Um, nice. But I think probably the um, one of the things I was going to talk about anyway was the fact that as an inker for comic books, I've worked with a lot of different pencilers, a lot of, and some of them, you know, truly superb artists. Okay. But I think the people, the, the jobs that I found most enjoyable, the most memorable in any way, were the times where I was able to work with Qbert students. Some of them were um, fellow classmates of my own, and some of them were actually students that I taught that went on to um, do a lot of professional work. Um, if anybody's familiar with Tom Mandrake, mm -hmm, Dan mm -hmm. Dersma, mm -hmm. um, they were both classmates of mine, and I was able to work with them on a few issues. In fact, I think uh, going back to good old Swamp Thing, I think that's where we were able to collaborate. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a number of other um, students, I have to say. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't really want to try to mention names because I know if I, I started doing that, sure. I would leave off some people and I would feel bad about it later on. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost have like a, a running list and that's that must be I, a really you know, nice I, thing honestly, too. That's something I might want to consider doing somewhere along the line. Sit down and write down a list of all the um, ex-Cubert students that I've been able to work with. There are a bunch of them. Yeah. We're all over the place. You know, QBs are everywhere. Yeah. Well, I and we did a show in Morristown, New Jersey, which is the town practically right next to Dover, where the school is, um, the Garden State Comic Fest, another plug. <laughs> um, and I like to do that show because it is so close to where the school is. There are a lot of ex-students that show up there. And it's almost like reunion time for all us ex-QBs out there. Yeah. Well, and to have made that mark, both as a creator, but also a... Uh, uh, master class a person who's teaching others uh i imagine that's its own sort of reward in a way too well one of the reasons joe kubert himself established the school was when he said he wanted to pass along his information that he had garnered over the years so that other people could use that you know to establish their or get started on their own career and i feel the same way it's really nice it's especially gratifying to know mm -hmm that some of my students have actually gone on to work professionally and made a career of it to think that maybe I had just a little hand in mm -hmm. helping those out. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like a form of immortality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the story I, I, passes down. Yeah. I find that definitely worth doing. So I'll probably continue teaching there for, as I say, as long as I'm capable anyway. Nice, nice. Yeah. I, I don't see myself not teaching at, at any point. It's very rewarding work. Um, any any people that stand out as being sort of on the other side of that, that mentored you, that were especially kind to you or uh, took time with you as you were working in the early days of the industry? Um, I was really fortunate in the very first couple of years after I graduated that I got to know Al Williamson, um, who no, another guy no longer with us, a tremendous artist that I only met him a handful of times, 
But the few times that I met him, I showed him my work and he was very encouraging and gave me a few specific things here and there that I still remember. You know, this was like 40 years ago. <laughs> I still think of that. Nope, Al said I shouldn't do that. Forget it. I'm not. <laughs> um, but there were a number of other editorial types that, you know, obviously I'd have to thank also um, the person up at DC Comics that I got my very first work from was um, Jack C. Harris, who was an editor at the time, whose wife at that time was a teacher at the Kubert School. So I had that contact with him. And, you know, I'm quite sure that he was the very first person I was able to get work from. So, you know, obviously the editors that I've worked with over the years um, have had a fair amount of input into yeah. um, all the kinds of things that I've done. Um, and as I say, most of the work I've done was, was inking, um, but I've done quite a number of other things too. I love fully painted stuff and, and a variety of different mediums. I do, I do actually do some, some digital these days too, but I still love the fact that uh, I still love doing traditional art. I seem to be rambling a little bit, am I? <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm interested in hearing about the process and and the media that you're drawn to, and it's, uh, it's nice to hear, you know, the range of the way that artists challenge themselves. So, um, any well, particular I'll tell you, digital was definitely a challenge. Um, obviously, when I was growing up, there wasn't no such thing as computers, um, but I got into gaming with the you know the early ataris and the commodore 64 in the 80s but i didn't really start doing much artwork or attempting to do digital artwork until around 2000 or so mm -hmm. there again i would have to thank three or four different ex-students of mine that actually showed me kind of showed me the ropes of what to do with these digital programs primarily photoshop at that time yeah yeah well with I, iPads, I, I love doing yeah. digital art it, it's a lot of fun but, you know, I'll tell you, there's one thing that I really have not been able to come to grips with as far as actual producing 100% done digital art. And you know mm -hmm. what that is? What is that? The fact that when you're done with a piece of uh, a digital art, there is no original. <laughs> and True. I like having an actual piece of original artwork that I can say, here it is, you know, put it up on my wall or maybe sell <laughs> it to somebody. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that That is a nice thing. And I, I still enjoy that about shows uh, of going around. And it, it, of course, it's way out of my price range for a lot of these. But to see the original page that someone has Just of a particular book. Yeah, yes, definitely. Anybody that has a chance to visit a museum or see originals firsthand, there's mm -hmm. nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. The artist mark on the page. Absolutely. I love going to museums and art galleries and things like that because, as you say, that just no matter how good the reproduction is, it's never going to be as, as rewarding or as um, educational as seeing the original right there in front of you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So in addition to um, Swamp Thing, any titles, any collaborations that stand out as uh, the top ones, the most positive ones in your mind? Well, um, probably the, the one I, a few that I should mention anyway, the first monthly title I had was Marvel's Defenders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
I had, I broke into Marvel, I think it was 81 or something like that, broke into Marvel doing backgrounds. Um, and most of the backgrounds I was doing at the time were for inkers. Uh, Joe Sinnott was one of those. In fact, it's, again, as far as looking at the originals, one of the things that I found um, was a great learning experience, a wonderful learning experience for me was that the backgrounds I did for Joe Sinnott, he had already done all the figure work. And then the pages were passed on to me to put in the backgrounds so I could look at every single line that he put down. And I would look at it and say, oh, look, that's actually a pen line. Wow, look at that. Or whatever uh -huh. it was, you know, at the time. Um, a wonderful experience to be able to do that. But after after doing that for a few months, like I got a couple of fully ink books. And word gets around it, or at that time anyway, word gets around from one editorial office to the next very quickly mm -hmm. and people whenever uh, a new artist would come in all the editors would come in and say hey, hey who's this guy who's this guy i gotta i gotta find some you know mm -hmm. there was a little little battle for um <laughs> one editor to the next to get the the hot new artist so um i wound up getting the monthly title of defenders and i have to say that's one of you know one of my favorites because it was my very first monthly title and once once you get your first monthly title, it makes you feel like, all right, baby, I'm in now. I'm in yes. good for these people. Yeah. Um, at the time, Marvel's offices had a, a big bulletin board, I guess. Or maybe it was a big whiteboard. I don't remember what it was. With all the titles written down on it that they were publishing per month and all the creators. And when I could see my name up on that board, I thought, that's it, baby. I'm in with Marvel now. Dig mm -hmm. <laughs> it, man. <laughs> That that would be these days the the selfie moment taking your picture with the pretty point. much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um let's see I did a few other things after that but I think probably one of the books that also stands out was the She Hulk graphic novel mm -hmm. um, written and penciled by John Byrne which was also a wonderful experience to be able to work with um, somebody of his capabilities but that yeah. book sold very well. Um, it gave me a bit more notoriety, which it helped a lot. And of course, it was a fun book, fun book to work on. I mean, you know, great, big, green, beautiful woman. Yep, yep. And it also had um, S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, which, the, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, the She-Hulk graphic novel was actually the lead in to the um, Nick Fury versus S.H.I.E.L.D. limited series that I also worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, and Nick Fury being one of my favorite characters as a kid anyway, I, you know, Jim Stranko stuff back in those days just, just floored me. Yeah, yeah, innovative. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was happy to work on both of those titles, but, you know, really probably the She-Hulk that gave me the most notoriety at that point. Uh, probably as much as like latching onto the shoulders of John Byrne as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, and to to have people like that living inside your mind as a as an artist that's as as we've talked about, sort of passing that lineage, because now you are sharing those words with uh, your students and have shared them with your students. So uh, you're you're the voice in people's head that's saying, "Hey, make sure you don't do that," as Al Williamson <laughs> yeah. was for you. Exactly. So yeah, I do. Uh, whenever I have whatever current work I'm working on, almost always bringing that into the schools to show the students. Mm -hmm. um, that is 
one of the only requirements that the school, the Kubrick school has for its teachers is they need to be working professionals. Um, so um, I remember my teachers doing that, bringing in the work that they were working on, sitting right down and showing us exactly this is how you do this. Mm -hmm. So I try to do a lot of the same, same kind of things too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, any current things that you're uh, enjoying doing artistically? Um, I consider myself kind of like semi-retired right now. As I said, this, the teaching gig is all I have. So the art that I'm producing is mostly just stuff that I personally feel like I want to do. That's, that's One of lovely. the things that I've gotten more into lately is doing full color collage paintings. Nice. Um, collage meaning, you know, I, I do a painted part of it and then literally glue in other parts of it. And if, if we can make this work. Yeah. Maybe I, I can show you. I am so glad. This Can you see that? Does that show Yes. Up? This is my version of Gotham City. The background oh. is painted. The computer parts are in the foreground, and Batman himself has actually got a cloth cape there. Does that show up? Yes, yeah. that is cool. that is wonderful. And I find that kind of thing fun to do because, well, for, for one thing, um, it's something different and it tends to attract attention. Mm -hmm. But the other thing about it, of course, now that, as I said, I'm semi-retired and doing what I want to do, there aren't any deadlines involved. Yes. <laughs> so I can sit and fiddle with things for a long time and just, uh, I think I'll put this away and come back at it tomorrow. And you know what? I can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that looks amazing. And we were talking about, um, sort of those next steps in artistry and always challenging yourself. And I love that. I love collage uh, types of work. So great um, to see that. I think it was uh, Dave McCain, in fact, or McKean McCain that, that did a number of collage paintings for covers. Mm -hmm. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was the Arkham Asylum. Yes. Works with Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I, so, haven't, I haven't actually sold much of those to any publishers. I haven't even made much of an attempt at doing that. I'm doing them mostly because I want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll, I'll make, uh, well, I've made scans of them. I'll, I can send them in if I feel like it, but uh, I don't feel like it's a pressing need at this point. Or a gallery show. A gallery show could be. That's a, that's amazing. a consideration, too. By the way, yeah. <laughs> um, there is another show a week from Sunday. What is today? Friday. A week from Sunday. Mm -hmm. There is the first ever Joe Kubert School Comic Convention. For nice. anybody in the northwest New Jersey area, Dover, New Jersey, first time the Kubert School has actually put a convention together, and I will be a part of that. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'll make sure this gets shared um, well before then. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That was actually going to be the the next place that I went in talking, which is I know you're still active doing conventions because I've seen that on social media. So any go to spots for you that you particularly I only enjoy? do a few per year nowadays. Um, yeah. Um, I now live alone, uh, so it means doing all the work myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know the. Going there and setting up is honestly, it's kind of a drag and tearing down. It's, a, it's also a drag. But once you're there, it's really it's really worth doing. 
but because you know i don't want to do a whole lot of traveling at this point and i don't have anyone else to help me out anymore um, um i probably am only going to be doing like three or four shows a year yeah yeah on the the creator and logistics side of that do most do, do conventions have people that sort of help you set up or is that more like you get um, there and if it's, it's your at show. a show like this one i just mentioned this the one in morristown there are so many ex-students around there that i can usually rope one or two of them in they helping me out yeah yeah nice yeah that, that is that is a good thing um but it's good to maintain contact the personal contact with it you know now that the the pandemic is mostly over anyway mm -hmm. we can get back to having these pers personal kind of things i i love the personal one-on-one -on -one interactions you get mm -hmm. with the the one most of the people i would say wonderful fans at the shows yeah it is one of the nice things about doing shows is generally um for the most part, the only people that are going to actually stop and interact with you at your table are the ones that like your art. So I can True. dig that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Good, positive interaction. Uh, I've, in... occasionally, I've occasionally had a couple of people stop by, you know, you have to tell them, okay, buddy, just go find someplace else, would you? <laughs> but those are, those are few and far between. I would say most of the people that show up at those are, are really, the, the fans are great. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was talking with a younger creator um, earlier today, and he was talking about how just formative that is. He talked about meeting George Perez uh, oh, yeah. and and being so nervous going up, and yeah. you know, finding someone who is kind and responsive, and you know, sort of sort of really invites that Most moment. Of the That's creators a nice thing. That I've known are also of the same kind of really nice people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's always a good thing. It's it's good to meet your heroes when they when they want to be met. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um. So speaking of sort of connections and interactions with fans, are there web spaces that you like to share where people can follow appearances, events, um, um, things like I that? I had a website up a little while ago, but it really didn't garner much of any attention. Um, just about everything I do social media these days is on facebook yeah, um, yeah i keep up with facebook on a daily basis and all all any of the new stuff i've done immediately gets posted right there nice nice uh glad to link that if you would like me to sure it's just i don't just my name at facebook i don't know what the actual honestly i don't even know what the actual link would be yeah yeah usually usually it is some sort of like facebook.com slash your name so i'm glad to, I'm sure glad to link that I'm sure that's all it is yeah yeah but i've, I've heard all this what is the the great row that's going on with twitter and some of these other things now that oh yes yeah maybe i'll just stay right where i am <laughs> it's a it's an enterprising uh moment i guess for social media but i tend to tend to stick to the major spaces that have been around for a while until until something else uh, comes along that has some traction. Yeah, that's, so you we'll know, see. I would probably say that's pretty much my attitude in, in, until or unless or until I can find something that gives me just as good exposure as Facebook does. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 Well, well, did I miss anything at all in the interview that you'd like to make sure to share? 
Um, <laughs> oh, you know what I've got coming up next weekend? Completely unrelated to comics. Yes? My what is that? My high school class reunion. Congrats on that. Congrats Holy on crap, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it made me sit back and think, oh, my God, 50 years? That wasn't 50 years ago, was it? But okay. Time. Time is a, a, a great thief and uh, gets by so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I've been teaching now 16 or 17 years. I have to do the math on that. Um, so, so I'm catching up to 30 years. That's catching good. up. Yeah. That's I'm getting there. there. I'm getting You know there. what? Before we go, I have one other piece of artwork I, I thought I would show. Please uh, do. This is a ink wash painting. Oh, amazing. I just finished watching the complete run of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I was going to say that's very Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I loved, I have to say, I loved the presentation of the dragons in that. So mm -hmm. I got inspired. I, I, I basically started off doing this with just a, a uh, wash castle. Wow. It's got to have a dragon in there. So, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That that belongs somewhere. That belongs in a some sort of promotion for the the new show they have or something. That that's yeah. Wonderful. That's uh, actually something I got to check into is the uh, the new show. What is it? Um, House of House oh, of is that what they call it? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. I I'm actually that one too. <laughs> I, I found the dragons uh, much more likable than some of the people in <laughs> in the Game of Thrones series. Um, yeah, I, I, I was really rooting for the dragons by the end. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, wonderful, wonderful work, and uh, glad to talk with you anytime about other projects, other pieces that you're working on. And uh, thank you for taking some time to talk with me today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. the The pleasure is all mine. All right. Um, see everybody in Dover, New Jersey, a week from Sunday. Sounds great. <laughs>